0: Hello, my name is Wendy Holden and my podcast today is about a book I wrote with Edna Adan Ishmael, uh, a remarkable woman, as you will soon hear. The title of a new book about a remarkable woman named Edna Adan Ishmael was originally going to be called Simply a Midwife, as this is still how she thinks of herself. And it is her experiences as a student nurse in Britain that remain with her most strongly to this day. The indefatigable 82-year-old former first lady and health campaigner from Somaliland, Africa, was the first girl from her country to receive a scholarship from the British. Inspired by her doctor father, whom she'd assisted throughout her childhood by cutting up sheets for bandages and sterilising worn instruments. Edna was determined to rebel against the strictures of her culture and become a nurse. That wasn't enough for this wilful child, though. From the age of eight and shortly after she'd suffered the mutilation of FGM, Edna also vowed that she would one day build her father a hospital. With his encouragement and support, she travelled to London in 1954, settling into lodgings in Balham. The first thing that struck her was how cold and wet Britain was. I'd read Dickens, so I'd expected rain and autumn mist, but not the damp chill. My English vocabulary immediately grew with words like fog and frost, slush and sleet. After two years of academic study at Borough Polytechnic, where she was the only black student, she began a three-year nursing course at the West London Hospital, rotating between wards. After graduating, she chose to stay on and train as a midwife, after her father persuaded her that this, not surgical nursing, which was her favourite, would be the most useful in a country with an infant mortality rate many times higher than Britain. Surgery is important, Edna, he said, but what will you do when women who are about to deliver their babies Need your help, and you're the only trained woman there. Edna's path was set. I myself bore the scars of a forceps birth, she said. My baby sister died just after such a delivery, and someone who wasn't medically trained dropped and killed my baby brother. Watching the miracle of childbirth over and over again, I came to appreciate more than ever how important it was that I'd be returning home with my training where it was most desperately needed. At 21, Edna's first midwifery beat was Peckham, Kennington, The Oval and Brixton, where she had to cycle around unfamiliar council estates on a noisy old bike she named Rusty. It was scary cycling through London not knowing where to go, especially at night in the fog, rain and snow, she said. I had my little yellow A to Z and would stop under a lamp post to study it with my torch to get my bearings. Even when I found the right street, it wasn't easy to find the right tenement building, so I'd peer through the darkness to look for the only window with lights blazing. In my head, the clock was always ticking. There was a woman in labour who needed me, so every second counted. I was always in a state of panic when I arrived. One little boy opened the front door when she knocked took one look at her and shouted to his mother, Mummy, Mummy, are we going to have a black baby then? Having delivered hundreds of babies and passed all her exams, in 1960 Edna returned home to the newly independent Somaliland, which had separated from Britain, to become the first ever female nurse in her country. She faced enormous opposition from her relatives for working at all and was repeatedly warned that she was bringing disgrace on her family her future patients, especially the nomads, were deeply suspicious of her and the witch doctors strongly disapproved. Edna had no official uniform and no salary for the first 18 months as the Somaliland parliament couldn't decide what to pay such a woman. Even our camels give birth without someone fanning them with their midwifery diploma, one male politician complained. Tragically, Her overworked doctor father died of a heart attack aged 53, not long after her return, and shortly before a bloody civil war began to tear her beloved country apart. Bereaved and beleaguered, she found herself in charge of hundreds of patients with hardly any supplies and only untrained, illiterate staff. It was only when she saved the life of a powerful spiritual healer whose placenta was stuck that Edna began to gain credibility. As far as the women were concerned, I could forget about the Royal College of Midwives. In their eyes, the morning I saved that woman, when others failed, was the day I finally qualified. Even at 82, Edna still delivers babies today if the need arises, although she does it now in the eponymous hospital she erected in her father's memory once she retired. Situated on an old execution ground in the capital Hargesa, she cashed in her pension and all her savings to build it, often with her own hands, brick by handmade brick. The daughter of Somaliland's best-loved doctor had never lost her determination that things had to change for the women of Africa. In the years since his death, Edna had endured civil war, imprisonment, persecution and the constant sadness that she couldn't have children of her own. Undaunted, she became her country's first lady, its first female cabinet minister and the first Somaliland woman to hold a senior position in the World Health Organization. She was also one of the first women to speak out against FGM, quoting her medical know-how to warn of the health implications for those giving birth and also, of course, drawing on her own dreadful experience of FGM at the age of eight. The Edna-Adan Hospital is now one of the Horn of Africa's finest university hospitals, which has trained hundreds of nurses, doctors, anaesthetists and pharmacists. It is also Edna's home and she sleeps above the paediatric unit so she can hear any babies crying at night and check on them if concerned. Her gratitude for her British scholarship has never waned. Everything goes back to my training in London, which was the finest in the world, she says. It gave me the expertise and the integrity that I rely on today. I'm still not ready to hang up my uniform. Anyway, not just yet. There are still bills to pay and people to sponsor and nurses and doctors to send out into the world to practice what I've preached. In the words of the poet Robert Frost... I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. A Woman of First by Edna Adan Ishmael is published by HarperCollins and available now. You can also hear Edna on the archives of Desert Island Discs, and her story was featured on Book of the Week. Both are available via BBC Sounds.